Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jason Reed and Daniel Preciado. The Los Angeles Lakers have regained control of their Western Conference semifinal series against the Houston Rockets. Winning game three to go up 2-1 in the series, 112-102. Daniel, it feels good. Lakers, you know, being up 2-1 is much better than being down 1-2. I will say, though, uh, just for the brand of the podcast, this one might sting a little bit because uh, Rajon Rondo is just making us eat crow completely, man. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been yeah, something to see. Yeah, he looked great tonight. Yeah, he looked great tonight. You know, he we were saying he didn't have a bad game in game two. Um, but game three, you know, he came out even better. In game two, and I know we both talked about that. We thought it was his ceiling uh, that he demonstrated in game two, and you know what? He really broke through that ceiling. So, really impressed with his performance. I mean, even though I'm not a big Rondo guy, like he's on the Los Angeles Lakers, and if he helps the Lakers win, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, and I think that's something that gets kind of misconstrued. Is like just because you're not a fan of a player doesn't mean you don't want them to do well, especially if they're on, they're on your favorite team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we got some feedback about, you know, the last two episodes and how we've been kind of bashing Rondo for, uh, you know, lack of a better term, um, and kind of our fanboy for Alex Caruso and how we were upset about Caruso not getting enough minutes and Rondo getting too many. Uh, it's We're not rooting for Rondo to fail. You know, I jokingly said, unfortunately for our brand, you know, Rondo did good. We're, we want Rondo to do good. We want him to prove us wrong, you know, and if he's contributing to a Lakers win like this and not just contributing, but being like one of the most important players on the floor, absolutely. We're going to take that, you know, hundred days out of a hundred. Um, I mean, we don't say absurd takes. I don't think we're not a hot take machines, but I don't think it was necessarily crazy to be doubtful of Rajon Rondo moving forward. I would still be, you know, cautious, cautiously optimistic, I guess is the phrase. Um, yeah, he's looked yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's looked great the last two games. Uh, yeah, playoff Rondo, you said it wasn't a thing last episode. People love to talk about it, you know, just because he has had some really good showings in the playoffs in the past. But, you know, don't don't expect this every game. The Houston Rockets, you know, yeah, they were playing really good defense in the first round. Um, I still wouldn't consider them a great defensive team, at least in the guard play. And I think in the series he'll continue to do good, and I think he re- absolutely can be a really important player to this team. I just... I'm a little, you know, wary of buying in on Rondo being this good every single game and almost like needing him to be this good to win games. You know, the Lakers don't need him to be this good, but I don't want people to expect this Rondo every game. So that's yeah, just my advice. I'm in total agreement there. Like we've talked about Rajon Rondo extensively as the listeners know. Um, I really like, <laughs> I'm afraid to say this again, but I really do think that game three is his ceiling. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to double down. Um, I really don't think he can do better than this. I mean, yeah, sure. They, you know, they say that there's a playoff Rondo that he has that, you know, second or uh sixth gear or whatever they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not on board with that entirely, but you know, you really can't discount the fact that he had a phenomenal showing and he showed up so big in the second half for the Lakers. I mean, 21 points, nine assists, eight of 11 shooting three of five yeah, from three. wildly efficient. He looked great. He looked absolutely great on both ends of the floor. Um, yeah, things that didn't show up in the stat sheet, like we we mentioned with uh, a lot of other players on the team, kind of Rondo was doing. And in game two, 
I didn't think his defense was great. I know a lot of people were uh, championing him just because of the steals total, but you know he didn't he didn't look great. He didn't look great in game yeah. two, and in game three he looked fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. I th- I don't think you can read too much into the box score uh, in a game like game two, but in game three you absolutely can. I know we reference plus minus on this podcast a lot. Um, you know, his plus minus tonight was seven. In the last game it was twenty eight. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I don't think plus minus is that good of a stat uh, personally. I mean, we use it just to kind of get a pulse on a guy's performance. But in the case of Rondo, I think it's just the fact that he's on the floor when the Lakers go on runs. Um, I think it's more coincidental than it is, you know, him actually uh, being on the floor and the Lakers being good because of it. Obviously, he's not the most important player on the court when he is on the court. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, really impressed with his performance. I, he got 30 minutes tonight. Every minute was deserved. Alex Caruso, our boy, still got 24 minutes. Very pleased with that. He played great defense. Um, yeah, but overall, really, really pleased. Yeah, and I want to touch on that plus minus. We do mention it quite a lot on the on the podcast. It's kind of like it's one of those things. It's almost like batting average in baseball. It's kind of like you know it's flawed, but you still kind of look at it. Um, it's just a good barometer, especially for any listeners who maybe – didn't get to catch the game or didn't watch all the game, you know, and didn't catch up on these things. Like Marcus Mor- Markeith Morris, excuse me, had the best plus minus on the team, plus 10. Uh, he wasn't great tonight. I wouldn't say he was absolutely terrible. I mean, I don't know. He missed four three-pointers. He was 0 for 4. Uh, he didn't contribute much, but he had the highest plus minus. So that kind of shows how plus minus can be a little flawed. And uh, you mentioned Caruso there as well. That was our biggest gripe with Rondo after game one. And Caruso was in foul trouble, so that contributed. But we did not want to see Rondo eating into Caruso's minutes just because of how impactful Caruso is on the defensive end, even if you know his offensive stats don't show up at times. Um, but we haven't seen that. I mean, if anything, they've been taking minutes from Danny Green and KCP. KCP still played 30 tonight, but Danny Green only played 22 minutes, which is just you know wild. If you talked to me six months ago in March and told me that you know in a pivotal Game Three against a, a scary Houston Rockets team, you know. I don't want to use scary, but a good Houston Rockets team that Danny Green would only play 22 minutes. I'd call you crazy. He's been touted as like the third best guy, you know, just in terms of his three and D potential. So it's kind of dipping into those minutes a little bit more. Um, the Lakers running a, a more small ball lineup. Of course, that also contributes. So as long as Caruso's getting his around 25 a night um, and Rondo's playing the way he is, that's great. You know, and if he's not having this efficient a night, you can give some more minutes to Green um, maybe up the minutes to Caruso. You have options, so that's why I'm I'm optimistic about it. I just I hope it's not one of those things where even when Rondo doesn't have his A game, that they're still trying to play him 30 minutes a night, which I don't think it will be. But I know some Laker fans still want to see that, so it's just interesting, yeah. man. Yeah, I think you put it perfectly. I think that's exactly it. Like he's entirely deserving of 30 minutes a night. If he were to do this on a nightly basis, we should not expect that as Laker fans. We should not expect that going forward. Um, but on a night like this where he had it going early, he had it going late, he deserves every minute down the stretch. You mm-hmm. know, he earned it with his play as opposed to earning it with his reputation. Yep. I think that's something that uh, a lot of coaches kind of get mixed up in, you know, just you want that veteran on, on the court. But if they're underperforming, you know, give other guys a chance. Uh, tonight was not one of those nights. I thought maybe even Rondo should have gotten more minutes. He was he was very deserving of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think, I think it kind of helps when the Lakers are only running a nine-man rotation. They really only played four guys off the bench tonight. Yeah, Kuzma got 24 minutes, Rondo 30, Caruso 24, and Markeith Morris got 23. Um, Jarrett Smith yeah, three. I, 
<laughs> yeah, Jared Smith got three, but yeah, he's, I mean, practically out of the rotation. But uh, yeah, I think the way they handled it in terms of minutes was good. Uh, Danny Green not playing as much as usual probably helped the Lakers out. You know, you're able to get more uh, minutes out of Rondo. You're able to play Rondo alongside Caruso off the bench, which I've kind of touted as a really good tandem um, just because Caruso and Rondo kind of polar opposites, you know, Rondo, excellent passer. Crusoe's a good passer in his own right, uh, but nowhere near as gifted as Rondo. Rondo's arguably one of the best passers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, very, very, very pleased. Yeah. One thing, one more thing I want to touch on Rondo before we uh, evaluate our purple and gold player performances is I just hope, you know, this is like a, a bread and butter matchup almost in a sense for Rondo to get a lot of minutes, Rondo and Crusoe to get a lot of minutes, I should say just because how small the Rockets are, their guard playing whatnot. I am worried about, you know, not to look ahead, but a potential Western Conference Finals matchup against the Los Angeles Clippers, where the Lakers actually deploy a center for more than seven minutes in the game. And, you know, there's less minutes to go around, and we have Rondo playing, you know, 27, and Caruso playing 16 again. Um, I just don't think that's ideal because, yeah, Rondo's playing great defense here, but I don't like him against two, you know, elite wings. On the Clippers, I think Crusoe's really important to stopping both Kawhi and Paul George guarding one of them. So, you know, it's just it's a, it's an evolving situation. That's why you know coaches get paid the big bucks. We don't. We just talk about it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward. But the purple and gold yeah. players, Daniel, Alex Crusoe, as always, you know, not showing up in this in the box score, but you know, playing great defense. I mean, I know that's your favorite thing. I think you like mm-hmm. it when he has a bad box score night. You're like hoping that there's more zero, like zeros, ones, and twos than anything, because then you could just tout all the all the things that didn't show up on the box score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's, I know what you're saying there, but yeah, yeah. I mean, even he went two for two on the night. You know, he he did his thing. He did what he needed to do. Um, I would rather the ball be in other guys' hands because he's not that great a, of an offensive player overall. Um, but yeah, really impressed with his defense per usual. I feel like I say that every podcast episode, <laughs> um, but we don't need anything on offense from him. You know, that, that yeah. is his purpose is to be a guard stopper. And he's really fulfilled that purpose, uh, with flying colors. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other, um, gold player is Kyle Kuzma, who after a kind of shaky game one has, you know, delivered back to back, uh, just really efficient nights. Uh, I think he went like 8 of 11 or something on game two. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but went 7 of 10 tonight, uh, 14 points, three boards. He had one offensive board, stealing a block. I mean, he's he's looking good, man. He's coming off the bench. I don't want to say he's the Lakers' third star, but he's definitely contributing. He's as efficient as he's been all season, and having him you know, play like this is huge against a Rockets team. What did you think of his performance? Yeah, I thought he, I thought he looked great. That's back-to-back nights of – something I wasn't exactly expecting from Kuzma. Um, he wasn't really shooting the ball. He was being more aggressive, and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of his game. He's not the greatest three-point shooter in the world, um, and I think he needs to realize that instead of jacking up threes, which, you know what, it looks like a, I want to use the word maturity for uh, for Kyle Kuzma. I think he's, he's really rising to the occasion and finding his role on this Lakers team uh, when they kind of need it most. You know, he's not the third star on this team, as I've mentioned. He's really not. Yeah, sure, you know, he's got the capabilities at times, uh, but he's overall not the greatest player, but he is rising to the occasion, and that can't be argued. I mean, just the efficiency was great in the fourth quarter. He had a really, really solid um, offensive rebound with a putback, and that's what made me kind of say, man, you know, that's the icing on the cake for the night. 
uh, really shifted the momentum there in the fourth quarter also kind of put the uh, the dagger in, a, in the Houston Rockets. So, yeah, really impressed with his performance. I, I agree with the amount of minutes he got tonight. Uh, yeah, overall, just look great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the purple players, Robert Covington, he did have that scary, you know, collision late in the game. I believe there was like four and a half minutes left in the game. Got elbowed in the face by Anthony Davis. Um, he was removed from the game. They don't know the status of his, you know, injury, if he's going to play game four or whatnot. When he was on the court, I mean, you know, he did his thing on defense, as he always does. It's kind of expected. Offensively, he didn't really have, you know, an outstanding night. Um, you know, he went 2 of 4 from 3, 10 points, uh, 5 boards. He did have 4 steals. That's impressive. But, uh, yeah, just 4 fouls. It, w- it wasn't really a, a great offensive game for Robert Covington. And, you know, that's kind of what the Lakers need. So, we'll take that any night. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it's just it comes down to limiting like Covington, Tucker, and Gordon because Harden and Westbrook are probably going to get theirs. I mean, they scored sixty-three combined tonight. Unfairly efficient, uh, efficient shooting overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, PJ Tucker, after having an excellent game, only had three points. Um, he was really a non-factor offensively, but obviously he's a game changer on the defensive end, so that can't yeah. be discounted. But uh, you know, getting twenty-three points combined from Gordon, Tucker, and Covington is really not ideal for the Rockets. That's definitely a contributing factor into why they lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know Jeff Green had a really, really uh, poor game in game two. He really played well, 16.7 of 11 from the field yeah. uh, in 35 minutes of uh, play. And, you know, Mike D'Antoni gave him those extra minutes because he was more than capable of, uh, of handling that workload. He, he looked good for the Rockets. But, you know, it's really a byproduct of P.J. Tucker having an off night. Yeah, and uh, Jeff Green's our other purple player. I was going to make it P.J. Tucker, um, and then I chose Jeff Green instead. But it kind of sh- it sh- shows how good this Lakers team is almost. I don't want to hype us up too much, but, uh, you know, both purple players, even game one against uh, – series one against Portland, I should say, uh, the only game the Lakers lost was the two – or it was the one game where both of our purple players, you know, the role players that we said the Lakers need to, you know, shut down, actually had really good nights, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Nurkic, I wouldn't say really good, but uh, Whiteside had some really big blocks down the stretch. And, you know, uh, Jeff Green has a great night. Robert Covington doesn't have a great night. And the, the Rockets fall short. It's almost you need these role players. You know you know what you're going to get out of Westbrook. You know what you're going to get out of Harden, Harden, even though Westbrook sometimes, you know, he has 10-point outings like came two. But uh, you need the role <laughs> players to step up. That's really what it is. That's what the playoffs are about. We've been talking about this all season long. It's about the role players and, you know, showing up in the spotlight and whatnot. And they didn't have, you know, Robert Covington, you know, their arguably most important role player, I would say. We both wanted him for our purple player, but you took him from me. Um, <laughs> he didn't have the kind of game, you know, the Rockets need to succeed. So, you know, it's it's it shows how good this Lakers team is. And I'm, I'm really confident in this team after this win, Daniel, because, you know, game two, the Rockets had that big run in the third quarter and the Lakers kind of weathered that and then pulled away in the fourth, got the W. And then in this game, you know, it was back and forth all game. You know, it was highlighted by a, a tremendous fourth quarter by the Lakers, which we'll talk about in a second. In a second, but Houston wasn't necessarily terribly inefficient on the offensive end. I mean, they shot forty percent from deep, twelve of thirty. They usually shoot more, so that is kind of you know holding them back a little bit. They made all of their free throws, forty six point nine from the field. Um, it didn't feel like a terrible Houston Rockets game. I mean, they could have played better, but it, it just it felt like the Lakers. You know, they kind of were with them all game and then pulled away because they are the better team. You know, these are the kind of wins I like to see. It just, it felt like after tonight, like no questions asked, the Lakers are the better basketball team. Is that the kind of takeaway you had? 
Yeah, absolutely. I know after game two, uh, after the third quarter, I texted you that I didn't think the Lakers were winning, and they ended up doing it. This yeah. game three had a very, very different feeling. Yes, it was back and forth, but the Lakers just looked like the better basketball team on the, on the court tonight uh, in game three. And I think that's really um, – it has a lot to do with the fact that Houston didn't play as great of defense as they have been. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers really – they shot 55% from the field. They shot 33% from three, which – I mean, that's passable for the Lakers. Free yeah, throws absolutely. Uh, just under 70%. But from the field, 55%, you're letting – LeBron and Anthony Davis go 24 for 36 or 22 for 36 from the court or from the floor. That's that can't happen if you're the Houston Rockets, but obviously we'll take that for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. And it, like I said, it was highlighted by that fourth quarter run, um, which ironically, again, we kind of already touched on it, but led by Rajon Rondo, man, it's just, it's crazy. You know, Kuzma, uh, it was a Rondo assist. I'm looking at the game log just to make sure I get everything right. But yeah, it was a Rondo assist. He got credit with the assist. Uh, he had the, another assist on the LeBron layup, the second basket, and then makes the back-to-back threes and then makes, you know, another two. So right there, that kind of swung the game. Uh, the Lakers were up, I believe, nine at that point. And then from there, it was kind of just like smooth sailing. It was like, you know, you mentioned the last podcast. You've said this a lot. Um, basketball is a game of, what's your word, runs? Is that how you explain runs basketball? And streaks. Runs and streaks. Runs yep. and streaks. And this was a game where... Yeah, there was back and forth scoring and whatnot and lead changes, but they were, you know, even throughout the whole game, Lakers went on one run, you know, one nine point run, or I think it was like 11 to two or something. And that kind of won the game. So that's why I feel confident. Um, The Lakers, they looked like the better basketball team. The Rockets kind of did what they could to stick around. I just think they're overmatched, man. I think the Lakers have this, you know, this quirky matchup figured out with the good guard play. They're helped by great guard play by Rajon Rondo, but they have the guard depth, you know, even without Avery Bradley to succeed. And, uh, man, I just feel good. I feel real good. Yeah, I feel good about the Lakers' chances of taking the series. I, I didn't – but, you know, something I did say, winner of game three is taking the series. And yeah. I very much feel comfortable with the Lakers taking this entire series. I saw a stat tonight on TNT during the game that 76% of game three winners after it goes 1-1 in the series actually do end up winning the series. So it kind of goes in line with what we were saying in the last podcast episode was that, you know, game three is such a commanding lead. 2-1 is a lot different than 1-0. Absolutely. Uh, Loving the Lakers' chances going forward. And I will say this. Something I haven't done during the playoffs, I have a LeBron James jersey in my closet. Mm-hmm. And when the score was tied after the third quarter, I put it on and they went on that big run. So I think I have to do that going forward. Oh, breaking out the superstitions. <laughs> I didn't think an analytics guy like yourself would uh, believe in superstitions. <laughs> oh, no, I definitely believe in superstitions. Or super, superstitions. All right, good. Um, betting recap, unfortunately. Lakers won. That's all that matters. Um, but I'm a little sad that I went 0 2 after talking a lot of crap. Uh, <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm I, coming back. I picked Houston uh, plus five and the over 225 and a half. I had the Lakers winning 115 11, so I wasn't picking against the Lakers, everyone. I just thought it was going to be a closer game. And for the whole game, I thought that was going to hit. I was like, this Houston plus five is a lock. This is a close game. This is a classic LeBron takeover, 30 seconds in the game, make a game winner to extend the lead to four, whatever the case is. That didn't happen. Um, so I went 0-2, and that moves my record back to 8-8, eight and eight, which is, uh, you know, I was talking a lot of crap for being 8-6, and six, but that's okay. Uh, Daniel went 1-1. One one. He also 
bet Houston plus five, which again looked like it was going to hit all games. So I still don't think that was necessarily a bad pick. Um, he also thought the Lakers were going to win 111, 107. He hit the under. He was, uh, the way I count it, he was four points off the total. The way he counts it, he was six points off the total. Um, however you want to do it, I don't care. You were still off. Not you weren't one point away like I was last game. So. I was closer than you. I was closer than you tonight. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> last game, I was one point off. We'll just talk about that. <laughs> um, so that moves you to what? Is that six and ten the right record? Oh yeah, six. And oh, 10. that's just so ugly. I just it's Brutal. weird to look at. Thirty-seven point five percent. That's not ideal. You're fifty percent. So definitely got me beat. But I am gonna make a comeback. I was three games behind you, and now I'm two games behind you. So I'll take that. All right. So since you had the better uh, showing tonight, are you gonna pick first for this game, or since I have the better record, are you still gonna make me pick first? Uh, I'll let you pick first. Okay, Daniel. I told you I'm feeling confident. I'm going Lakers minus five and a half. That is going to hit. I need to stop doubting them and think it's going to be a close game. It's not going to be a close game, Daniel. And the over is going to hit because it's going to be, ooh. Actually, I didn't think about this. Hmm. It's going to be Lakers. No. Yeah, no, it's going to be the over. No, it's not. It's going to be the under. It's going to be Lakers 113 Rockets. 101. Oh, so a commanding win. Commanding like win. 113, 101. I like it. So I'm going to take the Rockets plus five and a half. Okay. I think it's going to be a close game. I think, All right. it, I think we said that this past game, but, uh, you know, the Lakers coming out in the fourth quarter kind of ruined that. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Rockets plus five and a half. I'm also going to take the under, but just barely. I'm going to go with the Lakers win of 110-109. I feel like the Lakers haven't had oh. one of those crazy one-point, two-point games yet. Like It seems like every team in the bubble playoffs has. I think that we might see that in game four. I think the Rockets are going to kind of push the Lakers, uh, try to take game four away, and uh, even up the series. I think that they're going to make a very, very, very valiant attempt, but it's not going to be enough. Wow, man. I mean... Yeah, I could I could absolutely see that happening. I thought that was going to happen in Game Three. Um, I'm going the blowout route just because, based on how the Lakers have been playing, it's almost like this game was a lot closer than ten points. It really was. Um, it's almost like close game blowout, close game blowout. At least that's how my dumb brain has seen it going down. So I think it's going to be another blowout. Um, we'll see though. Houston obviously can always have that crazy third quarter run and make it close. So I have uh, Lakers minus five and a half in the under. Daniel has Houston plus five and a half in the under. So the most you can gain on me is one game. So, but I'm gonna go two and zero. You'll go one and one because we'll both hit the under. But I'm gonna go two and zero. So I just want to let <laughs> okay, you know we'll that. See. Um, the rest of the playoffs, though, Daniel, things are shaking up. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are officially out of the NBA playoffs, which is Crazy. just it, it was kind of expected. I mean, Giannis was out. Um, he, you know, we're up three one. Uh, it would have t- it would have been a, a miracle Disney movie in 25 years if the Bucks would have came back and win this series. Um, Heat 103-94. Moving on to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals against the winner of the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. That series right now is three to two. After the Raptors, excuse me, the Celtics just came out and absolutely you know just hammered the Raptors. It wasn't even close, man. From the from the get go, wasn't even close. It was insane to watch. Yeah, I think the Raptors scored 33 points in the first half of game five. It was 35. 35 points. So I was close. I was close. 
uh, but I knew it was in the ballpark. Um, yeah, overall, the great defense from the Celtics in Game 5. They're a really, really solid defensive team. I mean, you got Marcus Smart, who uh, just made first-team all-NBA defense. Yeah. Uh, that was announced along with Anthony Davis and Giannis, um, guys like that. But, uh, yeah, I expect the Celtics to come out tomorrow, win game six, and we'll see a Heat-Celtics Eastern Conference Finals. Um, also, the Clippers and Denver Nuggets play tomorrow. How do you see that game shaking out? Um, it's going to be the Clippers, let's be honest. Um, as much as I would like the Nuggets to win, uh, Clippers are up two games to one. Uh, Kawhi still didn't look fantastic in game three because he didn't look great in game two, and that was – kind of the reason the nuggets won uh he came out he did have 23 and 14 um but he still didn't look like the same Kawhi. uh playoff p actually showed up 32 points if they get a uh, a bad playoff p showing this is a game that the clippers probably lose if we're being honest um they also had a strong fourth quarter where they outscored the nuggets by 10 um i think the clippers have kind of played two not the best of their games and they're one and one in them and i don't see them dropping the ball the third time so i'm expecting a, a dominant Clippers win in game five, unfortunately. Game four. Yeah. Yeah, the Nuggets actually had a, a pretty sizable lead heading into the third quarter uh, against the Clippers, or at least uh, partway through the third quarter, I should say. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. But I do think that the Clippers end up taking this in five or six, like I've echoed almost the entire time since the Denver Nuggets took game two. Um I initially thought it was going to be a sweep, but Denver's actually coming out to play. Nikola Jokic has been absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, if you get another bad showing from Paul George, I could see the Nuggets taking a game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, you know, you know how my brain operates. I don't think the Clippers can come out and drop the ball three games in a row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's a statement win. Uh, so, yeah, next time we record, the, the Celtics very well might have um, taken care of business. We might have the Celtics heat lined up. Clippers might be up 3-1. That series will pretty much be over if they win this game. And hopefully, you know, the Lakers will be up 3-1. But I do have a, a claim to make, Daniel. I wanted to end the podcast Ooh. with a bold statement. I did this last series. I did it, I believe, also after game three. Um, maybe it was game two. I No, I don't think I would have done it after the Lakers won one game. I think I, I did it when the Lakers were up two games to one over the Portland Trailblazers. And I'm going to do it again while the Lakers are up two games to one against Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets, Daniel, give them the done chain. They're done. It's over. It's a guarantee, a Reedy's lock. Uh, The Rockets are not winning this playoff series. Sorry, Houston fans, if you're listening to this. I don't know why you would be. It's a Lakers podcast. Maybe you're trying to scout the enemy. Um, Houston's not winning this series, man. Seeing what I've seen the last two games, uh, weathering that storm, that comeback from the Rockets, and then just tonight where the Lakers just, again, close game, but just pulled away. It just feels like the Rockets are just one step below the Lakers. Uh, they figured out the quirky matchup, like I said. And I just don't see... I can see Houston stealing another game. And even if this series goes to 2-2, two to two, I will still give them the Dunchain. Um, but I don't see this series going 7. I think it's going 6 at the absolute most. I called a sweep before the series. And then I pivoted and said a gentleman's sweep. I absolutely think that is still on the table. Um, the Rockets are done, man. I don't want to look forward, but the Rockets are done. Interesting. See, I wouldn't put a fork in them just yet, considering how good of a team they are. But I do think that, you know, just being up 2-1 and the statistical reasoning there, uh, yeah, I I would be very, very close to saying that the Rockets are done. Um, Yeah, I'm very cautiously optimistic of the Los Angeles Lakers at this (laughs) this point in time. 
because you know I we've never really seen a LeBron AD playoff run together. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. You're good. They've looked great. They've looked great, but uh, I think they're prone to dropping one more game at minimum to the to the Houston Rockets. I I don't see it going seven. I'm gonna go with Rockets and six from here on out. Rockets and six. I'm um, sorry, 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 sorry. Wow. Lakers what? and six. What? Lakers and six. Please excuse me, listeners. I don't know what I'm talking about. Lakers and six. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I I think they're done. Uh, it'll be interesting. If this comes back to bite me, I'll look stupid. Um, maybe considering putting my entire bank account on the Lakers series price, even though it's probably like minus 1,000. That's how confident I am. I'm not actually going to do that. Don't worry. Don't stress about my financial situation. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, if you agree with me, if you think the Houston Rockets are done, done chain is on them. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us if it's on Spotify. I think that's the name on the word on Spotify. I don't know. I'm not podcast savvy, which is kind of, you know, sad considering I'm a podcast host, but, uh, <laughs> give us a subscribe, give us a follow five star review on Apple podcasts. If you can, um, if you do have any feedback, if you want to make fun of us for, uh, you know, doubting Rajon Rondo you could do that if you agree with us you could do that as well um we can answer some questions just whatever if you have the time we truly appreciate it we do read all of them and in the meantime go Lakers I, I be every day.